The following podcast is sponsored by Crystal Glass, where windshield replacement and automotive glass repair has been a specialty for over six decades. Call 310 Glass or visit them online at crystalglass.ca. This is Gross Misconduct. Hey now! everybody it's season three episode two we're calling this one five stories a five-part story and a whole lot of dick i'm andrew gross across from me sits my partner in both life in this podcast carl hi carl how do i'm gonna tell you right now perhaps uh, warn you this is going to be a huge episode no no well it is it i've got a lot i've got a lot and it just kept piling on i just people were sending me story ideas and i was finding them and there's just a lot so we'll have to move along okay, quickly well, let's not do any extraneous chit chat <laughs> all right well let's get right to it then here is last week's rewind of the gross misconduct podcast on the highway the left lane is for fucking passing for passing not for passing out not for matching the speed of the car in the right lane and i don't want to hear well i'm doing the speed fuck you right lane like what do those signs mean to you slower traffic keep right except to pass what's it keep right allow others to pass what do those signs mean to you do they mean anything the left lane is for passing what's it for passing in this episode, we continue with the great garbage bin debate. Our waste program costs twice as much as Calgary for yeah. no particular reason. Yeah. I, I'm gobsmacked by the fact that so many people didn't get it right. Oh, you know, know. Like, and, and and the city didn't get it right. I mean, they missed 13,000 houses. That's not a few. That is not a few. Well, if a you... Few. A few houses got missed. 13,000 houses yeah. got missed. Well, I mean, if you consider the scope of the city, I guess it's... Uh, it's still not a few. It I doesn't mean, matter if it was a 10 million well, here's population. 13,000 is a big number. I would say some of those definitely, yeah, city fault. But I'm going to say, having, you know, been around the neighborhood, a lot of it is user error. Read your literature. We get an update on Hunter's van and learn that Andrew struggles with details. You can't apparently you can't replace Paul the van either. Is it Paul? Dean. Dean, sorry. On, Paul. Um yeah, he named his van Dean, which is a very generation Z thing because typically you always name it after a woman, right? But he named it Paul. Yeah. Dean. Or Dean, yeah, sorry. <laughs> And finally, Andrew tries to watch videos on the internet. So I click on it, and up comes a pop-up that says, Hey, uh, you know, if you want to watch this video, you have to subscribe to the Washington Post. And then it says, so enter your email address, and then you can watch the video, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to subscribe to the Washington Post. So I type in that my email is fuckyou at fuckyou.com, and I hit enter. And up pops a message that says... Hey, it looks like you already have an account. <laughs> and that's what happened in the last episode of the Gross Misconduct podcast. Now you're all caught up. Ah, for fuck's sake. And just a little clarification mm. for you, Carl. I noticed mm -hmm. during the rewind uh, that you said if you take into account the 13,000 includes those who didn't get it right. Mm -hmm. No, the 13,000 is... How many houses got missed? Oh, they just, they're not even including all the ones right. that they didn't pick up because, oh, well, that's got to be close <laughs> yeah. to half a million. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it suddenly becomes a big number. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the other thing is our garbage day has moved from Tuesday to Thursday. This is Wednesday. Actually, from Wednesday to Thursday. Oh, Details. Yeah. Wednesday well, I Thursday. put it out Tuesday night. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right, right. Or I did. So I'm going to need your supervision in putting it out tonight. Just this one last time. Oh, I've been doing garbage all week. It's all out there. Oh, okay. The bins are out where they should be? Well, no, the bins aren't out. Okay. Don't put your bins out too early. No. People are going to sneak and put garbage in your fucking bins <laughs> and the lid won't close and then they won't pick up your bin. Uh, and by the way, uh, back uh, in the before time, uh, when this was first rolled out and I said to you, boy, that bin's not going to be big enough. And we had that whole debate and then you told me how I was wrong. Uh, but you've now purchased at Costco these white garbage bags because apparently- In we, case of emergency. So we can't fit all the garbage in the bin. We're going to put them in no, the white we can't. bags. Look, it's been two weeks. Yep. All the garbage is in the bin. Okay. And yeah. All right. Well, um, as I say, if I could have you help supervise me putting okay, the bins I will, out. I will stupidize you. Stupidize well, that's you. what it is because, uh, and listen, I said we weren't going to, you know, we got to keep moving here. It's a big, big episode, but I, I, I find myself sorting. Have you figured it out yet? No, I, I continue. Oh. I don't understand why if I take a paper towel, if I take two paper towels. Yeah. And I and I eat chicken wings. Yeah. And I wipe my mouth with one paper towel, but mm -hmm. not the other. That one that I didn't wipe my mouth with, it goes in recycling. And the one no. that I did wipe my mouth no. with, it goes in no, all, compost. All paper towels go in the composty thing. Even if it's why would a paper towel go? In, okay, because I, because it's biodegradable. It's or I I don't know. They just say <laughs> paper towels go okay. in the little uh, green pail. All right. Well, what did you do with your chicken bones last night? I put them in the compost okay. pail. Okay. What did you do with the bag? The bag that... The, uh, that your order came in, the paper bag. Oh, I separated... I, I put it in recycling. Okay. What did you do with the box that your food came in? I, I put that in garbage. See, you're getting it. Good for you. Okay. Good for you. All right. I mentioned that we bought, uh, or you purchased, I should say, uh, white garbage bags at Costco. We were at Costco yesterday, um, which brings us to this. Angry, angry, angry. Carl, Carl, Carol, Carol. 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 If I could just uh, set the table for you. You just sort of spring these on me. Huh? Uh, yeah, it's on the rundown. <laughs> uh, but that's why I want to set the table for you. So I'll get you wound up and then we'll move from there. So we went many places yesterday. Uh, what was the uh, route again? It was uh, Canadian Tire. No, it was a Safeway Gas Bar for Smokes to Canadian Tire for Lights. We'll get into that later. Uh, Over to Home, Home Depot, Depot for plants. For plants. Ikea oh, that's for right. candles. Yeah. And and then finally Costco? And then finally Costco. All right. So as we're driving <laughs> to Costco, we went down Parsons Road there and then made the right on whatever street that is. Joe, check it. And uh, I said, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna turn left here by the gas bar because I thought I could mm. sort of sneak in the sideway, right? So people are lined up around the block. For gas. Yeah, to save two cents. It's like, yeah. On gas while idling their vehicles in the line, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but this one Karen, and listen, I don't know her personally, but I'm just going to go ahead and say she's a Karen. You can oh, just tell. You can just tell. So everyone's lined up, but they're lined up across a street 
that connects the entrance. Yeah, not a street because we're, well, we're in the parking lot. You know how you've a got lane, like a, a lane. A lane, yeah. 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 So most people have had the common sense to leave a gap in the lane so that those people like myself right. can it's, drive. Yeah, people can come. People can go from Costco, but no. Not Karen. Not Karen. So she's got her uh, <laughs> soccer mom minivan parked immediately like directly yeah. in front she's blocking the lane and she's on her phone well what i liked is when you first pulled because i was like just keep pulling up well for i told you about horner because i love the horn but you so i'm like inch up i like how she kind of glanced over and she, she so she knows you're there right yeah. and then she just went back and then she was talking on her phone and it's like are you pretend i kind of feel like she was pretend talking she was pretend talking <laughs> and pretend ignoring because yeah. she knew we were there yeah. right and and she didn't like look in her rearview mirror to see if she could back up. No, she didn't, there was no attempt at all. No effort whatsoever. And and here's the thing: like she probably we, thought you were trying to cut in line in front of her, which you know made it pretty clear. I think by the fact that I almost t-boned her, like I kept yeah. edging forward. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing: we all make mistakes in driving. We all oh, make mistakes, sure. right? But acknowledge the mistake. You're holding up like, two like, people. Oh, yeah. You you weren't thinking. You pulled ahead. You blocked the lane. You know we're there. So so you just all you have to do, Karen, is look over and sort of do one of those shrug shoulders, like oh like, sorry, oh, sorry, like and then you know at least make an attempt, like put your backup lights on. Hopefully the guy behind you yeah realizes it and but all you got to do is acknowledge it, up, it. But no, she was. And then I liked how she was kind of like looking out her window and and stretch craning her neck, like looking in front of her, like oh god, you know this line. It's just not moving. It's not my fault. Yeah, which brings me to whoever, what idiot was at the front of the line. I don't know if gassing up your vehicle is a new process for you. This is supposed to be angry, angry, Carol. I don't know. What took you so long to goddamn gas up? (laughs) Now, I will admit the Costco gas bar is a little different than most in that you have to put in both your payment method and your Costco card. Mm. So there's a couple of different, you know, procedures there. But still, whoever was at the front of that line was staring at that pump, like it was going to do something magical. Like it just, he was, I could see him. He was just staring at the pump. But again, had Karen just done the wave, we would have like waved back like, hey, fellow Edmontonian, no problem. Yeah. But instead. She has to be a bitch. And now I'm fucking cranky. Well, I'm already cranky yeah. going into Costco. Right. So Anytime that I have a- to go to Costco, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Especially that one. Oh, the one on 91st Street. I, I told you after I came out, like, I'm done with that one. I'm done with it. I'm going to the airport one. I quite like the airport one. It seems, even if there's a lot of people, it seems quite spacious. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's because it's clean and organized or whatever. Um, or Leduc people are just smarter. Ah, fuck, I don't know. Anyway, so you go into the Costco and it's like, I don't know if it's because for a year and a half, we really haven't gone anywhere. So I have a very low tolerance for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, maybe I don't. I don't think that's new in the last year and a half. No, but I'm just saying. So maybe this behavior was very common before, but because it was so mm. ingrained in you that you didn't, you just kind of uh, shrugged it off. But now it's you know highlighted. Mm-hmm. But it just the and it, it wasn't super busy in there, but just people who just stop in the middle of an aisle with their cart, with their kids, get on the phone. You know, there's somebody else coming the other way. So now you're like jammed and you're trying to get, okay, could somebody fucking move? It Like, oh, uh, uh, the whole experience. And I wasn't in there for very many things, like six, right? Yeah. 
And it's just not, I'm done. I'm uh, done with the 91st. Six things at Costco is a truckload. Though. I know. I'm done with the 91st Street Costco. The, the people Hated who, there. I Hate saw it, it. I, I dropped you off and then couldn't move because I had a, uh, oh, a caravan of slow shopping carts movers. walking down the middle of the, the lane, slow as fuck. And I'm, so I'm looking over at you like, hey, are you seeing this? And I'm you laughing. you laughed. Yeah. I did because I knew that you were going to be losing your shit. Oh, I was because what the hell? It's a cart. Like, it's got wheels. Like, move the fucking thing. And you see that there's a car in your... Anyway, I looked into the entrance, and what do I see? You know you got to flash the card, which nobody seems to give a shit if you have it or not. Mm. You can't buy anything unless you have the card anyway, so mm. I don't know what the ID check at the door's for. Uh, but anyways, I look in, and there's a guy standing with one of those big orange carts, and he's just slowly putting his card away, blocking the entrance. <sighs> like, hey, dickhead. Get out of the fucking way. You know what? That that's annoys the, me too. Like That's a, the same guy on airplanes. You're coming out with your loaded up cart yeah. and somebody Stop. stops yeah. right between the yeah. double doors. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Or somebody's coming in the fucking exit. And it's like, no, can you not read? Oh, well, I do that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I just. <sighs> we call them when we're traveling, the oblivious family. We all were, <laughs> hey, look, it's the oblivious family, yeah. right? And they're those people who, when exiting an airplane, stop at the door like just stop and like no they think now would be a good time to you know take an inventory of their carry-on yeah or or check their tickets and see what gate they're going to hey keep moving like it's a process keep moving i i don't like slow people i don't like them in cars i don't like them in carts and i don't like them at the entrance to costco or or airplanes yeah anywhere just keep don't be oblivious is all we're saying like look around keep in mind yeah that immediately before costco Mm-hmm. I went to the second place, Hell on Earth, which is Ikea. Yeah. So I was already in there and you just, mm, okay, fine. So. Yeah. yeah. Is Ikea, I have not been in it in a long time. Is it still like a, a maze? Like, do you yes. still have to go through every department? Well, yes. But I knew, I pretty much knew where the candles were. So I was hoping that I would be able to sneak in the uh, checkout lanes, mm-hmm. which you haven't been able to do during the COVID. You have to go through the whole. And I know there's a shortcut, but I can never remember where the shortcut is. You go upstairs and then you got to go down. I don't know where it is. Um, so I actually did cut through there. I think the one of the checkout girls wanted to say something to me, but she died. just keep moving. I just kept trucking. Yeah. 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 So no, I did not have to go through the whole store. I, I meant to mention. But it's still Ikea. Yeah. You know? yeah. I meant to mention to you and I totally forgot because I was like, you were going off about something else when you came out of Ikea. Uh, but you know where I was parked to pick you up. Mm-hmm. So there's angle parking there. It's right by the exit. Uh, I had dropped you off at the entrance, which is what, two and a half miles from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd driven now to the exit and I had parked, angle parked between the two yellow lines, right? And then this van. And again, it's it's the vans. It's the vans. Like they don't know how to drive. Like pickup trucks on highways don't realize um, that they. They, they think they're oblivious to ice patches. Mm-hmm. Pickup trucks on highways think that. Yeah. Vans in cities think they're the only ones on the road. But anyways, this guy, this guy, Ken, we'll call him, he pulls up beside me in the exit because he's intending to enter the Ikea in the exit, mm-hmm. like, which, you know, we you just finished discussing is like a no, not something you're supposed to do. Anyway, he pulls up, but he doesn't park properly. So he's like inches from my passenger door. Mm. He goes to open the door and realizes he doesn't have enough room to open his door. And then he looks at me and shrugs his shoulders. Like, well, what what, it, what does that symbolize? I don't know why I'm an idiot. Like, what do you... 
I'm between the lines, dickhead. Like, you're the one that... Yeah, but it's your fault. Come on. Fuck. Just admit it. It's the Russians. All right. Let's... uh, 16 minutes in, Carl. Jesus Christ. I know. (laughs) Let's uh, do Joe's fact check. Joe. Fuck. Check. And Joe's fact check is brought to you by our friends at South Central Dentistry. They're providers in all areas of general dentistry and oral health care, but also, more importantly, helping many nervous patients get the dental care they need with gentle sedation. Dr. Cowett is certified in in-office conscious sedation with inhaled nitrous oxide gas, oral conscious sedation with a pill, and even intravenous sedation. So let the nice folks at South Central Dentistry put you at ease while they put a smile on your face. Call 780-757-3723 or visit them online at southcentraldentistry.com. 13,000 can be considered a big number regarding garbage bins not being picked up. It's a huge number. There are no jack-in-the-box in Canada. Closest one to Canada is in Blaine, Washington. It's about 7.5 miles or 12 kilometers from the U.S.-Canada border by White Rock, B.C. The closest one to Edmonton is 850 kilometers away in Sandpoint, Idaho. Idaho? No, you to hoe. <laughs> Porch piracy is generally classified as a misdemeanor for the first offense. Jail time and hefty fines are handed to repeat offenders or cases with more than one theft. Some U.S. states are trying to pass laws to make it a felony. Hmm. Polysorbate 80 is a non-ionic surfactant and emulsifier. Often used in foods and cosmetics, it is used in, as an emulsifier in foods such as ice cream and as a surfactant in soaps and cosmetics. Easy for you to say. Yeah. After an extensive amount of Googling, I cannot find any evidence of any current or former members of the band Chicago currently living in Chicago or the Chicago area, although many were born raised in the Chicago area. Dermatologists use liquid nitrogen to freeze age spots. Ennismore, Ontario is 150 kilometers northeast of Toronto. Off the top of my head, none of the stories seem familiar. That being said, I will now go back through each episode and find out. Thank God for five times playback speeds. With an incorrect answer in Greek mythology, my money is at 3.5 million real dollars. And that is another edition of Joe's Fact Check. Joe. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to will Bonish tweeted for the garbage collection See, people are talking about garbage mm-hmm. uh, They send people down the alley or street To check and tag the bins So the driver just rolls down Picking up non-tagged bins And doesn't have to get out of his truck Uh, This morning, I saw them. There was actually two working together, not one on each side. Now, instead of two trucks a week, I get two people, two trucks every week and a third (laughs) truck every other. How is this cheaper? Well, the answer, Bonish, is it isn't. Yeah, no. No, because our waste charges have gone up. So so. Yeah. Wanda posted, tell the stories again, please. I always... 
I always tell my hubby that having a horrible memory is great because you can watch a movie numerous times. So the 10th or 20th time seeing a movie is just like the first time all over again. Kids out there, please take concussions seriously. They do affect the rest of your life. Seriously, would love to hear the stories again. Also, there was a story about going through a drive through down south somewhere, and I think I missed the punchline, or maybe I just forgot it. Can you share bed in the bag here, or is that one safe for live shows? All right. Can I just say? Yeah. Um, if you're so inclined to uh, repeat uh, previous stories, mm. um, save them all for one episode, and I will. It will just be you with the episode. You know, I could do that. <laughs> Because here's the thing. So people, maybe people have heard your stories once or twice. Like yeah. you maybe, you know, more if they listen to you on radio over seven years. Yeah. Um, but for every time that those people have heard the story, I've probably heard it a hundred times. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> right? That's so, a fair yeah. assessment of the situation. Yeah. Uh, and that is a great idea. Unfortunately, however, um, I decided to schedule them them all into this podcast so but what i'm going to no. do is yeah now listen carl i'm just going to summarize them real no come on. summarize them real quick come on uh first of all with regard to her uh question wanda asked about uh, a drive-through the only story you and i could think of was not a drive-through i was at an airport i think in cleveland i want to say for some reason and i went to a mcdonald's and ordered like breakfast so i got like two egg mcmuffins and i said and a milk and they put the milk up, and it was really small. And I said, oh, that's pretty small. I'd better get another. And she went, well, all right, but they're all the same size. Took that one down and put the same one back up again. And I'm yeah. like, no, I meant another as in an additional one. So I think that's the story you're talking about. Uh, as far as the five stories go, there's there's five stories. And again, I'm going to summarize them real quick, one at a time. Just maybe summarize them and tease people and say, you know what? I'm going to tell these stories on an August episode when you're in Kingston or Toronto or something Spoiler like that. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll summarize them. Mm -hmm. All right. So the five, they're all parenting stories. The five stories I believe that I tell about parenting are potatoes, McDonald's play place, the playground, Trevor at the swimming pool, and skipping school. So, so stay tuned for a future episode. Come on, you Carl. You're fighting me on this and it's taking longer. The potato one is really easy. I wasn't a parent yet. I wasn't even married yet. I was visiting my f my girlfriend's family in Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia, and her niece apparently had acquired the habit of dropping the F-bomb, and her niece was like four years old, dropping the F-bomb at the dinner table. And I was warned in advance that if she does it, don't laugh because it just encourages her. And my guess was that, and not having been a parent myself yet, but having been a kid, my guess was the first time she did it, everybody laughed. And so therefore she kept doing it, looking for the laugh. Um, but I was raised in a far more strict household. So I'm at the table and we're eating and I'm getting to know this family for the first time. And this little four-year-old says, hey, can you pass the fucking potatoes? And nobody says anything. They all freeze. And I turned to her and said, you don't ever talk like that at the dinner table. And she went, okay, and never did it again. Mm. It's called parenting. Uh, Donna sent $20 and uh, said, I appreciate your podcast and thanks for keeping me laughing. What about your other stories? I'm spreading them out. Oh, I thought it so was So they're not be a... so painful for you. All right. Sorry. Go ahead with Donna. 
Well, I finished it, but Donna sent $20 and said, I appreciate your podcast and thanks for keeping me laughing. You're, okay. you're very welcome, Donna, and thank you for the, the donation. Uh, Joanne sent $25 with the note, love this podcast, going to miss it when this season is over. Really have enjoyed listening to each and every one. Maybe you and Carol can do an episode after you get back from vacations. Always love to hear about your travels. Yeah, maybe yeah, we can do that. That might be fun. I realized I didn't answer the other uh, part of Wanda's question. Uh, no, I don't do stand-up comedy on a podcast. So, yeah, that's just awkward. Yeah, it it just doesn't play well. Mm-hmm, trust mm-hmm. me. Uh, Crazy James tweeted, "Hey, gross Andrew, I also go see Doctor Cyril's, and his bedside manner is legendary in my books. A great doctor. Totally agree, James." Shelly sent $50 and said, my older daughter just returned to Ottawa after a 10-day visit. Hadn't seen her in one and a half years. Knew it would be a rough day, so I saved your podcast for then, and it helped a lot. Thanks. Appreciate you both. Well, Shelly, we appreciate you as well. Uh, Cherie and Darren mailed us a check, snail mail, Mm. for 100 bucks, and said uh, in a nice handwritten note. Yes, it was very nice. It was lovely. We kept the note, in fact. Uh, it read, happy season three, Andrew and Carol. Thank you for getting us through this pandemic in one piece. I really appreciate the effort that went into s- sending us that, mm-hmm. in addition to the money. Aside, yeah. of, you yeah, know, we appreciate the money, but aside from the money, the personal it's, touches. it's very nice. Mm-hmm. And we, we appreciate you, Cherie and Dar- Darren. Uh, Brucey messaged us, great show again, as per every show. Come on, Joe, priorities, man. I seriously can't believe how many idiots there are among us. It's worse than Rough Rider fans. I fear every hour we are closer to the purge. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. Uh, Davin has sent us $20 with the message. Well done once again. Thank you, Davin. Uh, Sandra sent $20 with the message. Thank you for keeping me company while I'm road tripping. Oh, I think that is the best way to listen to gross misconduct, quite frankly. Mm. You know, you can focus on your driving and be entertained mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And kids aren't bugging you or grandkids or whatever you have. Uh, Carol sent a, as she's done before, Carol mm-hmm. sent a substantial donation to paypal.me slash gross misconduct uh, with the note. So sorry, we've been busy and just catching up on podcasts now. Hope this makes it in time for wine, Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no. you know, first of all, Carol, you never have to apologize. Uh, we really appreciate the support you've been to this podcast over the year and a half. And, and no, it didn't make it in time for wine, Carol, but we went ahead and did wine, Carol. So mm-hmm. you'll get caught up to that episode. And that is our listener mail. Hi, I'm Ken Franchek, General Manager of Crystal Glass. At Homer at Work, we see our world through windows. You deserve to see it clearly. At Crystal Glass, we improve the look, comfort, and energy efficiency of your home through glass repair and replacements. We're so much more than windshields, specializing in residential windows, mirrors, shower doors, and more. Call 310-GLASS or book now at crystalglass.ca. Crystal Glass, the clear choice for all your glass needs. That's ridiculous. Hey everybody, this is Joel Hookster from Whitesnake, and you're listening to Gross Misconduct. Time to get to our Dick of the Week, and before we do though, Carl... I have to ask the question, are we the dicks of the week? We could very well be. <laughs> after last night. <laughs> after last night. Uh, so I'll tell part of the story. You can tell the rest if you like. Uh, we were driving around as we do every night, and we were over at Windermere uh, doing something. And as we were driving down the main road of that mall, uh, you said, oh, I wonder if uh, Matilda 
is in the parking lot at the cinema, Matilda be in your car. Mm -hmm. And I asked, well, why would Matilda be in the parking lot of the cinema? And you said, oh, Hunter took the car to go to a movie. Uh, To which I replied, do you happen to have a spare key to your car? Mm -hmm. So, well, then, because that's only, it's like 10 o'clock. And we're thinking, oh, he's got to be there. You know, he had to go to Stony Plain or wherever, pick up the girlfriend. And he left at like nine. So it's 10. So we're thinking, well, the movie's probably, we can scoot right over. Well, we looked up the movie time, 11 o'clock. The movie started. It's crazy. So we had to burn some time. Anyway, so we go when he's finally there. We wait. It's shortly before 11 o'clock. But then it took us forever to decide where we were going to move Matilda. Matilda is a big uh, red FJ cruiser, by the way. Very distinct so not hard to spot in a parking lot but we were like okay where are we going to move it to because originally we were just going to hide it and then we thought that's probably a bad idea because if he he calls the cops that's that's a bad thing so we just wanted to put it somewhere in the parking lot where it's obviously he didn't park it but he can see it like if he was to well we wanted him to sort of eventually like see it we wanted him to come out of the theater Look at the spot where he go, parked it, realize, it? oh my God, the car's gone. And then instinctively, I'm sure he would look around. Yeah, like you got to do a three six, you know, because yeah. sometimes you think, oh, was it an aisle over right. or whatever? And and if he did that, he would spot Matilda a good half city block <laughs> away in the corner of the parking lot. Parked under a tree. Parked yeah. under and a street light. A street light. So that it, we, we wanted it, it, it to It did be look up. like a spotlight. Like it she did. was under a spotlight, it right? Did. It was funny. Now, now here's for me the funny part. Yeah. So we're watching TV last so night. We and, wait because we yeah. know the movie's going to get out about one. So yeah. we're just like mm, both of us wait. with our phones in our hand, waiting for the text, which we know has to be coming. Like, oh my god, the car's missing. Or I knew it wouldn't be that. I knew it would be. I thought the text would be, oh, you fuckers. You yeah. Fucking, like, not that he would call I don't us think fuckers. My, yeah, but my son no, doesn't but talk you know, to me that you, way. But you know what I mean. Pass yeah. the fucking potatoes. <laughs> but he didn't. No, there, there was no text. No. And then it was like one thirty. Then it was one forty-five, and we're like. God, I hope he's not at the police station. Like, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then we get notified that our garage door is opened, and we look at the camera, and there he is pulling Matilda into the garage. So he goes into the house, doesn't come downstairs no. where we are, no. goes to his bedroom, and I wait a couple of minutes, still nothing. Then I text him, <laughs> and I say, how was the movie? And he texts back, fine. <laughs> oh, So you're not going to give he, us- Is he mad? I, I, well, I put is tone he... to that. I think it was fine. Okay. I, he's not going to give us- the benefit. No, he's not going to give us the satisfaction that we're looking for, because <laughs> that's just the way Hunter is. And at the time of recording this podcast, he is awake, has texted me about something else, has still not mentioned yeah, the he's, fact. Yeah, he's not home. He was going to Sylvan Lake today, has he? He must have done that this, early this morning or something. In anyway. your car? Uh, no, I don't think so. So I don't know if moving the car qualifies us or if Hunter having absolutely no reaction to it qualifies him. Uh, But either way, I think one of us is probably a dick. Your Dick of the Week is brought to you by the Edmonton Comedy Festival. The 2021 dates are October 13th to 16th, including the return of the popular Media Challenge. If you have a favorite media personality you'd like to see try and stand up, tag them 
and Yeg Comedy in a tweet and we'll follow up with them. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at atbcomedy.com to see all the acts that will be appearing at this year's festival. I did reach out to uh, past participants of the Media Challenge to ask them if they wanted to do it again. I have not heard back from most of them, but have heard back from some. So at this point, we have only four signed up Mm -hmm. and we have a couple of definite no's. Uh, but I'm still waiting. But okay. t- tons of time. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a priority. Okay. All right. So here's my dick of the week prior to our uh, escapades last night. Um, <laughs> it's a woman who goes into a Walmart at 834. The time is important. Okay. Uh, because the store closes at 830. Oh. Uh, now, the employee tells her they're closed, but she says she's there to pay for her friend's purchase. Okay. So, okay. The issue is she wants to wander through the store to look for her friend. And the employee is saying that, no, her friend should already be at the checkout, and she can't just wander through a closed store. And, you and you're screaming at me for what? I'm a customer, right? No, you're not. The store is closed. It's after 8.30. It's literally 8.34 right now. The store is closed. It closed at 8.30. Yeah, and I was in here, and I came back in to pay for items, and you're yelling okay, at me. Okay, then you go to the register and pay for it. But I have to go, get, go to my no, friend. No, you have to wait here for your friend. I have to? they should be in line. Okay. Because you're supposed to be at the register before 8.30. So you need to call him, have him come What's up your here. name, ma'am? My name is Angela. Okay. And the store manager knows that the You need to be six feet apart from me, hon. Okay. Do you know the social distancing? Well, you're not, you're not following our direction. I'll, I'll leave, but I honestly, you're going to get fired. Oh, yeah. You don't you talk you don't, said that you don't talk to people like this. You don't treat people like this. Do you know what I'm going through? No, you don't. Not sure how many times I can tell people, stop threatening yeah. minimum wage job people. Don't know, don't care what you're going through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Do you know what I'm going through? I'm going through you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I said uh, off the top of the show that we've got a lot of dick in this one. I know, mm-hmm. I know you like a day with a lot of dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm calling this one our double dick situation. Ooh, double dick. Uh, now it's you know it's funny because the two places where I can find the most dick is uh, Costco and Denny's. Like I, it's just really weird that those two enterprises attract as much a dick as they do. Uh, this one's a guy at Denny's. Now he's unhappy that it took six minutes for his waitress to bring him a coffee, mm. and and then when she did, she forgot to bring the sugar with the coffee, which he had asked for. So what he does is he confronts the manager and demands he get a new server, you know, one that will remember to bring sugar. Mm -hmm. Uh, She decides they're not going to serve him because he's making a bit of a scene, Mm -hmm. but he refuses to leave. So in an effort to de-escalate the situation, the manager agrees that she will personally serve him, Mm. but that's still not good enough for him. Excuse me. I'd like to know why you're not serving me. Because you're so rude, sir. How am I rude? You I, so rude. I say, how I am I rude? You, I tell you, and you just... And then you, you sent me the same lady. You said you were going to send me a different lady. She didn't even bring the sugar. I say, um, I refuse to serve her. Why? I already... What is your name? My name is Jasmine. Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And why are you... Why? Because because the lady came late with coffee, and then when she finds... You're looking at that big, like, a big scenario over here. I know you 
Listen, after she came, after, after six I minutes. Said, in a second, I'll be right there with you. And but she still, can. no, she came, but she didn't bring sugar. And then she left and continued to bust tables. Well, what do you want to do? I want a server who's going to be attentive to me because they're going to expect a tip. No, no, we don't expect. Yes, they, everybody expects see? a tip. Everybody sure. tips. Well, would you want to, to I, do it? To give me a server who's going to come and make sure that I have sugar with my coffee. I bring you coffee and you sugar. The, cookie, the coffee's there. It's getting cold. She did not bring sugar, right? So I just need the sugar. I don't need the coffee. And I need a server who's actually going to make sure that I have the things that I need. And it, I don't think it's too much to ask that a no, server I comes. I'll give it to you, but you just want everything no, like this. No, you sent the like same. This. No, I waited. Look at, look and the, at the time we're wasting over here. Right, because I still don't have okay, sugar. Because, sugar. Because you're talking to me right now. No, here. because the server came and because left without asking me, do I need table, sugar? I'll bring you sugar. Look at all the customers just looking you, getting more and more and more. Go on your table, i bring you sugar. And can I get a different server? Go on your table, i bring you sugar. When your name was? Go on your table, and I bring you sugar. Her name was Jasmine, asshole. You asked her twice. <laughs> you didn't remember her name two minutes later. And listen, buddy, can I just tell you, buddy, I know you're not listening right now. I, what are the odds? But in the unlikely chance you are listening, shut the fuck up. Mm. Six minutes? That's pretty good. See, and you know what? There's always sugar at other tables. Just get up and get I, your fucking I, sugar. I know. People, whatever your problem is, it isn't the manager at Denny's. Mm. That isn't mm. that isn't what's caused your life to be as dismal as it apparently is. Mm-hmm. How about this? This kind of rings a bell. Uh, this is our average idiot. A woman sends her husband into a Rite Aid pharmacy. It's, I guess, a pharmacy chain down in the States. Mm-hmm. Joe, check that. Sure is. Uh, while she waits in the car. But even after 18 months mm. of a pandemic... He doesn't know that his mask has to cover his nose. So he's refused service because they ask him several times, mm-hmm. can you just slip that up? You know, no, no, I have trouble breathing. He refuses to lift up the mask and uh, the wife loses it. She sat there trying to lie to my face and yeah, you had your fucking mask on your face. You can't discriminate. Let's read their little policy. Hold on. Hold on. Keep our community safe, healthy and thriving. Face covering required. Um, he, where does it say you have to have a whole fucking mask on? pharmacy in the borough <laughs> she's saying that the side isn't specific enough that it has to be over the nose mm. that's like you know no shirt no shoes wait a minute you can't dangle the shoes from your ears mm. and have the shirt stuffed down your pants yeah. well it doesn't say that on the sign no it shouldn't have to <sighs> because we assume that our customers are not complete morons mm-hmm uh, unbelievably, that does not uh, qualify her as being our COVIDiot of oh, the week. No, no, no. We have a we have a different COVIDiot. 
Despite moving to phase three, each business and municipality may have their own mass mandates, including Edmonton and Calgary, where cases of the Delta variant are rising and even hospitalizing vaccinated people. Block up to 99.9% of aerosolized particles and beat the heat with light, thin, breathable nanofiber masks from albertamasks.com. Use the discount code GROSS now to get an additional 10% off your order at albertamasks.com. You'd be a COVIDiot not to. A woman at a toy store in Oregon is wearing a piece of lace hmm. as a mask. So I want you to picture a very thin piece of lace across her mouth. And she wants to argue that the mask mandate in the state only requires her to wear, quote, a cloth face covering. So her lace mask, which is made of cloth, is not a sufficient reason to refuse her service. So you're telling me that because I'm wearing a face mask in the store that I can't be in here. I'm wearing a face mask. So here's the health, the Oregon Health Authority. The No, no. So no, no. This is the Oregon Health Authority. This is the reopening guidance. I am wearing a face covering, not a mask, a face covering and a legal covering. It is either way. It has holes in it. It, the, it does. It does. Yeah. And this is the only thing that I can wear. So you're going to deny me that I can be a customer. You're not going to let me pay for anything? You have that face mask on. That's not... I do have a face mask on. Yes. Thank you. This is a cloth Facebook. This is a cloth face mask, honey. That's what this is. So I'm social distancing. I'm wearing a face covering. And that is what the law says. Sorry, it's not a law, it's a mandate. And I have it in writing right here. Okay, so three things, Carl. Mm Mm-hmm. Number one, I hope she's in the toy store shopping for a niece or nephew uh, because I don't want her parenting. Uh, Number two, when women minimize each other, Mm. I find it offensive. Mm. And, and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a feminist. I, I, I don't think I'm woke enough to be a feminist, but it angers me when one woman calls another woman honey because Mm. it's condescending and it's meant to be condescending. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, if you show up at any store with a printed copy of the state's mandate, you didn't go looking for toys. No, you're looking for trouble. You know you are. Yeah. You wanted that confrontation Mm -hmm. and you got it. So good on you, Karen, which brings us to our what the fuck moment. Uh, this one I mentioned to you when we were sitting out enjoying the sun. Yeah. It, it was just a really odd one, and I debated even including it because it's not, you know, explosive or anything, but mm. it's just odd. There's a woman in a bowling alley, and she claims it's bowling etiquette to wait your turn to bowl if the person in the lane next to you is bowling. That's so stupid. Joe, we're going to need you to check that. Is there such a thing as bowling etiquette? Because according to this I, woman, I there, think, so. there is. Do you know how to wait your turn when you're bowling next to my family? How do I have to wait a turn? We're on different lanes. That's the problem. You see, you're supposed to go when other people are going because I can be a professional and you could be screwing me up. I can see your score. You're definitely not a professional. You finished the game with 40 points. Uh, I took some pictures of you and your family. That's and kind I'm of weird. Johnny, la gente está muy loca. What the fuck?
See what I mean? It's just, what? Like I told you, if you're a professional bowler, you got nerves of steel, man. That's right. Like nothing is going to distract you. It doesn't matter if there's a guy bowling in the lane next to you. You got a steely-eyed focus. You know, there, yeah. There could be a gorilla in the lane next to you bowling and you wouldn't care. That's just, that is the stupidest thing I have ever heard. I, I There's no such thing as bowling etiquette. No, you just I wait. Bowl. Like I've, I don't bowl a lot, but when I do, if I... About- I mean, there's bowling only etiquette like don't lob the ball don't yeah you know yeah you, well, don't wear, cross the line like, wear don't, the proper wear, don't shoes. wear street shoes right you know yeah. but there's not you know yeah that's just stupid okay well so you don't have to look up any of that joe just is there bowling etiquette with regards to bowling when the person in the lane next to you is bowling because if i go to deliver the ball and the, i see the other person's about to i just stop and wait for them to bowl and then i bowl like oh, i don't you I, just go ahead and bowl with them i just do me you know what i mean um, I do actually know what you mean. Uh, I said we had a lot of dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, almost too much to fit in. Mm-hmm. A guy goes into a Royal Farms convenience store. Never heard of it before. No. I'm going to assume it's pretty big in the States. Joe, check that. A guy goes into a Royal Farms convenience store with a dog uh, he claims is a service dog. Mm. Uh, but the dog isn't wearing any kind of identifying vest or signage. Mm. He has nothing with him to prove it's actually a service dog and not just his pet. He, he just needs some sort of proof. And, and I've been told I can't come here with my dog not by the manager. We can help you because we've done it before for other people. We've helped people order food and have their food taken out while they wait outside with their dogs. That's the only thing. We're going to try to help you while you want to order, but the dog is... Well, I think you should go to the Department of Justice's website and learn about service dogs. And tell them how you feel and ask them what the policy Tierra. Tierra, like the crown. Yeah. I think I think I think you're you're a mentally defective person. I think you don't know what you're talking about. I think your manager doesn't know what she's talking about. I think Royal Farms corporate would be very happy, and you won't be working here much longer, or your manager. I've got so much dick this week, I had to find new music. Here's the thing. Yeah. These people, uh, these, uh, you know, Kyle and Karen's or, you know, Trevor's and Karen, whatever they're called, mm-hmm. um, who are in stores who are always threatening to call corporate and you're going to lose your job. And No, they're following store and corporate policy. Right. They're not going to lose their job. Like mm-hmm. that's their policy. They're following it. Whatever. And the thing, the other thing that really annoys me is a lot of these businesses seem is during the time of COVID seem to be going out of their way to accommodate people curbside pickup, or we'll do your shopping for you and bring it out. We'll grab your food. We'll bring it out. So they're going above and beyond what they need to do. Mm -hmm. But no, that's not good enough. I also find it funny that they think that their trump card is always asking what your name is. Yeah, like, well, because they gotta, they need your name when they yeah. call corporate to get you fired. In most cases, they're wearing a name tag, and in and in most cases, Tierra, Tierra, like, like the oh, crown. Okay, again, Dick. condescending, yeah. right? Uh, but again, like in the Denny's example, you ask the name and then forget it two yeah. seconds later, anyway. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Just, what's your name? Like, oh shit, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Uh, all right. I said that we'd fit these stories in as quickly as we can. Mm-hmm. Don't roll your eyes at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is the McDonald's Play Place. Now, you'll recall this day. This is the kids, uh, Hunter, Maddie, were quite 
young and mm-hmm. they were in a McDonald's playland or whatever they called them. Mm-hmm. And Maddie came out and complained that there was a child blocking a tunnel and wouldn't allow her past. And so I was like, oh, really? Uh, you know me. I like to jump into action in situations like this. So I climbed into the tunnel and it's quite a maze in there, by the way, and uh, found the uh, blockage and told the kid to move it, right? And he did. Like he mm-hmm. scampered out of the, the tunnel and uh, went to find his mom. And uh, that was the point at which I realized I was stuck in the tunnel. Boy, they were not designed for guys my size. <laughs> no, like, no. I literally could not get there. I couldn't. They're kid sized. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the chain of command. I don't know what the protocol is when a large man is stuck in the Playland tunnel. Like, it seems like a Simpsons episode or something, but I couldn't get out of the goddamn tunnel. They just go grab some grease from the back. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I eventually got out by backing out. Mm, yeah. I went back out the way I came. Uh, but never heard another word of it. So mm-hmm. that's my uh, McDonald's Playland abbreviated story. Why did the golfer wear two pairs of pants? Because he was afraid of getting a hole in one. Okay, these jokes are really getting bad. But when your pain does, that's what we're good at. Check us out at leadingedgephysio.com. That's disgusting. Hey everyone, this is Aaron Comas, drummer for the Spin Doctors, and you're listening to Gross Misconduct. Enjoy, have a great day. All right, now, speaking of uh, bitches, and you will notice uh, from the rundown, Carl, mm-hmm. that I've dedicated an entire page to this. This mm-hmm. is our five-part story. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the reason I did is because so many of our listeners sent me the link to a video, and I saw it on Twitter myself, of a person they're calling the uh, Get Away From Me Karen. Mm-hmm. And you, most of you listening know the story, right? Mm-hmm. She was uh, this woman who was in a Victoria's Secret, attacked another woman, realized she was filming, and then... Had a complete fucking meltdown. Yeah, fell to the floor <laughs> pretending to have a, a fainting spell, and then a meltdown on the floor, screamed, and this and that. But the video that most people have seen is only two minutes long. The actual from start to finish video that the woman took is 14 minutes long. And I just find it really interesting to get the backstory and the after story to it. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with the story, Um, the video that most of you saw. They're calling her the getaway from me Karen, but her real name is Abigail Elphick. Uh, She's the uh, millennial white woman who attacked a Muslim Nigerian woman while she was shopping in Victoria's Secret at the Short Hills Mall in South Jersey. When uh, Ijeoma Yukenta was attacked in the store, she began filming her attacker, who then fell to the floor and claimed she was having a mental (laughs) breakdown. Within minutes of laying still on the ground, she starts shaking and screaming as if she's a toddler not getting her way. So this is the audio from the video most of you probably already saw. Keep lying, saying I'm threatening you, so I'm recording to protect myself. Crazy lady. 
Okay, she attacked me and try to say I attacked her. You cut. Yeah, look at this. Get away from me! Oh, y'all better get this lady! Just to check myself. She's trying to attack me. No, no, no. Stop threatening me. See, and she's saying I'm threatening her. I'm not saying nothing to her. It's to protect me. Once the law get here, who they gonna believe? Her white ass or my black ass? Gotta stop coming here. I thought this was the safe mall. Can you believe it? No, fuck, I cannot. Uh, now listen, I invested a lot of time in this mm -hmm. because I wanted certain questions answered in my mind mm -hmm. to be able to pass them on to our listeners. Mm -hmm. So the question that kept popping up in my mind is: What caused the initial? confrontation mm -hmm. which it's really difficult to find but i found so what caused the initial confrontation is that this woman not the screaming karen but the woman uh who's recording she was waiting in line to use a coupon to get a free pair of underwear mm -hmm. and this karen cut in front of her in line so she had said hey you cut in front of me and the woman turned and swung at her well, you kind of see that right at the beginning of the video. You see her, her advancing yeah. with her hand up. Yeah. And that's when she just the she, she ignored starts. the whole line. Mm -hmm. She not only cut in front of this woman, she cut in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. Like she just walked up to the cashier. Mm -hmm. And when the woman said, Hey, you're cut in line, she didn't say it, you know, in an aggressive mm -hmm. just, hey, you're cutting in line. And this Karen went nuts. All right. So that's the video you saw. Part one. Yeah. Here's part two. And this is the part you probably didn't see. Miss Yukenta has a calm conversation with the Victoria's Secret manager while completing her purchase and asks the manager to call mall security to have the Karen escorted out of the mall. The manager agrees to this, but another shopper asks why she doesn't just stop recording. The implication being that Miss Yukenta's actions are the problem and not those of the Karen. Mm. In other words, Karen's the victim. I never thought nothing like this would happen to me. She just tried to run and hit me. And now she... Did you see her? You saw her, right? They all saw her. Oh, my God. Karen had a breakdown. She tried to hit me. Ask your workers. She tried to hit me. She tried to hit me. Now I want security for you. Oh, my God. Oh my God. You should have thought about that before you did what you did. Oh my God. This don't even feel real. This do not feel real. Um, you can just walk around here. Hunter, Shorty, would you please don't record me? 
Y'all got to get security. She she charged me. If I wanted to duck, she would. Oh no, no. Oh no, you just wanted security for me, right? I want security for you now. No, don't cry. No, no, no. I want you to call security. I thank you. I just came to get my free panty. You know how you get the coupon in the mail. And I got to pick up my Converse boots from Nordstrom. I don't know why this is happening to me. I, don't charge me. Oh, you wanna? Oh, yeah, she. I'm scared to even approach her. You're scaring me. Like you gotta go postal. She walk away from me. No, I was here. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. Why don't I walk away from her? Why don't she get away from me? She could get away. Go wherever you want to go. Uh, mm-hmm. Can I just say at this point, uh, Miss Yukenta, you are my hero. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you stop recording or why don't you walk away? Why? Why do is I it on have me? To walk away? She started it. She's yeah. the one having a. And let me like I know people. Oh, mental health problems, whatever. If you're mental, and I get that. Like so, okay whether that's true in this case or not. Um, but if your mental health is so fragile and precarious that anything could set you off and have you losing control, then perhaps you should, you know, go out with a person who can steer you away from conflict or situations that might be triggering or like whatever it is. <sighs> Agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so again, another part of the video that you likely did not see, the Karen calls the police, and she tells the police on her cell phone that Miss Yukenta threatened and attacked her, which the previous videos clearly showed wasn't true at all. Again, a customer suggests that Miss Yukenta stop recording, because again, that's perceived by her as being the problem. She's recording me. This person's threatening me. She's recording me. Uh, she has poor purple hair. She's lying on the phone. Don't tell me what to do. She said I threatened her. Well, I don't give a fuck about her being sick. I'm worried about me. You hear this? Yo, y'all can't think y'all hear this? This stuff y'all read about. This is real. This is really happening to me. She's on the phone with the police on me, and she's chasing me around the damn store. All right. Here's what happens next. The video never stops rolling, um, but it becomes uninteresting for quite some time until the police arrive. And guess what? They refuse to ask the Karen to leave the mall, even though Miss Yukenta has her actions on video. And the Victoria's Secret manager steps up and completely backs up her version of events. In addition, the manager of the Victoria's Secret says... She also has it captured on their security video. Mm -hmm. So we have two angles, two pieces of pretty compelling evidence. The police claim that only the mall security has the authority to ask Karen to leave, Mm -hmm. implying that the mall security have more authority than a police officer 
So I was attacked in the mall, almost attacked in the mall. The manager, I had to run behind her. I chased him around. He's telling me he can escort me to my car, but she's not. She doesn't have to leave the mall. I'm not finished shopping. I have two other stores to go to. what I'm saying. I can't. I don't work for the mall. I can't order her out of here. Yeah, but you work for Milburn. I was just almost assaulted in this mall. I can't. I can't. The more security can have. What I'm saying is, I'm not telling you you have to leave anything. But I'm not saying that, but if it was on, if the shoe was on the other foot, and I would have tried to attack her white ass, you would have me escorted out this mall. Ma'am, that's just how I feel. This woman, the, the, mind you, the manager didn't told him. The manager told me he chased, huh? I wish she didn't feel that way. I do feel that way. I do feel that way. I was just almost attacked and assaulted, and you telling me three times, and he can't, he can't get out. You hear this? Um, if you have any concerns, well, I'm going to mm, this lady. This the lady they won't kick out the mall. I'm a dog. I want to see if she act up in front of y'all. What y'all would do? So he's telling me that. Um, first of all, the manager already said she tried to attack me. I want her to be to leave the mall. I don't understand why she can't be escorted out the mall. She tried to attack me twice. She should be escorted out the mall. Okay. No, she should be escorted out the mall. She tried to attack me twice. You doing that because she white and she crying. I am nowhere near her. I don't, this, I don't have to move. I'm not breaking any laws. Now, you get so aggressive with me. Get aggressive like that with her. Look at this shit. See this shit? This lady chased me around the Victoria's Secret store. Literally. Chased. And the manager told them that she chased me. And they don't want to do anything but listen to her crying. Mind you, she crying. She chased me around the store. I should be crying. <laughs> I got chased. Now, here's where it gets sort of interesting, more interesting, because this is not caught on video. The police have responded to a call, so they have to file a police report. So they file the police report, and uh, Miss Ukenta gets a copy of the police report. In the police report that was filed about the incident, it says, quote, Miss Elphick acknowledged that she was wrong, saying she was concerned about losing her job and her apartment <laughs> if the video was posted online. Too fucking bad. And yeah, causing her to have a panic attack about the videotaping. So... That means that while the police were still on site, that this supposed victim, the Karen, admitted to everything. Mm -hmm. So that happened and was documented right then and there. And yet the police still refused mm -hmm. to escort her from the mall, suggesting instead that our victim should leave the mall. Which brings us to the final part. Miss Ukenta then goes to the police station to file a complaint about how the officers handled the situation. And guess what? She gets another unsympathetic officer. You're asking me why I'm complaining yes. on your officers and I'm telling you I can show you a video and you're telling me you don't want to see the video. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to hear from your mouth. What is, what is it? <laughs> All right, so... I was in the mall. Basically, they didn't protect me. They didn't. They didn't try to make from the woman that was trying that attacked me and chased me around the store. They didn't ask her to leave or anything. They said they weren't able to. They weren't able to ask her to leave the mall. I've never heard of such a thing. Because if I was chasing her around the store, I'm sure I would have been asked to leave the mall and or arrested. Well, and believe, I showed him the video. Why do you believe that? What you mean? Why do I believe that? Because why do you believe that? 
okay, I'm, I, I don't really don't want to play this game again today. You know, this happened to me Saturday. I'm very emotional about it. Okay, I'm asking you, I want to file a complaint against your two officers. You said I can do that with you, right? Because I, I, I see this I'm gonna is getting nowhere. I'm going to give you an internal affairs complaint form. You're going to fill it out. I'm going to pass it on to the internal affairs unit, and they'll, they'll be doing the investigation, okay? I see. I'm going to need a lawyer. Anybody that can help me with a good lawyer reference or point me in the direct, right direction, please help me. Because you see how this is going. All right, so that's all five parts. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, this is... Uh, a comedy podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we try and be entertaining. I always say it's always nice if we can be informative as well. Mm -hmm. So just at this point, I just want to point out two things. When you hear the term white privilege and when people react going, I didn't have any privilege, I grew up poor or I worked hard or mm -hmm. that's not what they're referring to when they say white privilege. What they're referring to is situations like this where clearly this Karen yeah. instigated an assault through a faux mental breakdown on the floor, called the police and lied to them, which is a crime, and was then not asked to leave the mall. Mm -hmm. That's the white privilege they're yeah. talking about. <clears throat> and the other thing is, uh, since I'm on this topic, and then we'll you know switch gears, defund the police is the other one that I just want to make real clear, just throw it out there. You don't have to agree with defunding the police or not defunding the police. But when people talk about defunding the police, uh, they're not talking about getting rid of police. What they're talking about is situations like, say, in Calgary, where the police chief wants a second helicopter, and the helicopter is going to cost a million bucks. I'm making this up, but I, I'm pretty sure the police chief in Calgary did want a second helicopter. And what they'll say is that they need additional manpower and additional eyes in the sky because of all the mental health issues that police are dealing with down on the ground. And the people who want to defund police are saying that if you didn't buy the helicopter, but instead put the money into social services, social services that can actually take care of, you know, the situations that maybe, right. you know, the police don't need to be called for. Right. That the police would then be more free to- For crime. For crime. Investigate crime. So again, I'm not asking you to agree yeah, people, with defunding people the People don't understand what the defunding right. the police means. Yeah. They, they think it just means getting rid of the police or scaling it so far back that they're not there when your house gets burglarized yeah. or whatever. Right. So. Um, so anyways, uh, you know, again, those are just two terms and, and we're not asking you to agree, disagree, take a stand. Um, it's just really good to know what the terms mean, right? Hi, I'm Dr. Jerome Cowett at South Central Dentistry. We are committed to excellence in dentistry and service and hope that you choose South Central Dentistry as your oral health care provider. Located just north of the White Mud on Gateway Boulevard, call us at 780-757-3723 or find us at southcentraldentistry.com. Hey Siri, I failed my final exams. Can you tell me a joke to cheer me up? What's the difference between you and your grandma? What? Your grandma passed. Hi, this is Chris Slade from ACDC. And funnily enough, you're listening to Gross Misconduct with Carol and Andrew Gross. All right. It's time to check in with the politicians. You know how uh, politicians 
have uh, talking notes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they like to stick to those and they like to use expressions over and over again to get them into the uh, public vernacular. Mm-hmm. Jason Kenney's uh, words that he likes to use is, Alberta is open for the summer. That's He's, he's mm-hmm. using that a lot in all of his speeches, like in this one here. Alberta is now open for summer. And I am absolutely confident that we will be in a public health crisis, but... Uh, 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 um, Alberta is now open for summer, and I'll tell you this, I, 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 I value enormously summer, clearly, because Alberta is now open for summer. I don't know if you heard, but Alberta is now open for summer. Is it? Yeah. It's good news. Did not know that. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, you mentioned to me, and I didn't even know this, that he was uh, going to be in Calgary, mm-hmm, 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 uh, what, mm-hmm. last week? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, as the stampede kicked off, he was there to announce uh, federal money for their green line, their LRT. Mm-hmm. That's what he was there to do. Uh, but as you can imagine, Prime Minister Trudeau, maybe not uh, as welcome in Calgary as mm-hmm. he might be in, you know, Trois-Rivières, okay. and, and also probably not a fan of Kenny. But Who you know, is, really? <laughs> well, you be the judge. Bonjour à tous. Hello, assholes. I want to first express uh, my utmost condemnation of Premier Kenny. But it's great to be back in Calgary and... Uh, uh, I'm in a city where practically everyone speaks only English. So, naturally, this is the best time for me to break out the French. It brings me great joy to look at your confused faces as you try and pick out the one or two words you actually understand. By the way, nice shit kickers you redneck bastard. Let me guess. From here you're headed over to the stampede. Carnies are well known for their excellent hygiene. Enjoy COVID you stupid fuck. And, uh, and again, as a reminder, um, this announcement could have, should have been made a year ago. These are the things we were elected to do in 2019. These are the things we were elected to do in 2015. But we've been focused on COVID, and that's exactly what I'm going to continue to do today, tomorrow, and uh, as long as Canadians will have me. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they had to hire clappers. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, you know, I know uh, I'm going to anticipate an eye roll here Mm -hmm. because it's been a while since we did this. But, you know, I thought we'd check in with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. (sighs) Boy, we've not heard from her in a while. Uh, Here's her latest uh, undertaking. Her latest endeavor is she wants seniors in her state to join her movement to resist receiving a coronavirus vaccine. She said her We Will Not Comply Act, which she filed in April, would offer wary seniors protection against federal overreach. Mm -hmm. She's literally encouraging the most vulnerable of the population not to protect themselves. She wants them to join her movement. Take a listen to the pitch. Come in, come in. Don't be afraid. If you wish to join us, give us a sign. 
dick Might as well face it, your dick Gonna have to face it, your dick Oh, look at that. I slid in a little extra green dick. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody likes that. (laughs) Uh, So here's another one that I just found odd, sort of like the bowling alley one, just Mm -hmm. sort of odd. So Fox News Primetime, which I'm assuming is one of their major shows. Joe, check that. Host uh, Pete Hegseth is interviewing state representative James Tallarico, uh, who is a Democrat. Mm -hmm. They just had this bizarre exchange over election reform legislation, which eventually led to Tallarico calling out both the host and the network for making money off of lying to the American people. And I fast forwarded to the part where it got bizarre. Okay. You have made a lot of money personally, and you've enriched a lot of corporations with advertising by getting on here and spewing lies and conspiracy theories to folks who that trust you. About my and so what I'm asking you to do is I to see. tell your voters right now that Donald Trump hey, lost the election you in 2020. Can you, can you, that is, can at least you resolved that? the lie that is did Democrats you, you are now for voter ID. It's not did you your hear show, I sir. But at least, did, I, at least you resolved the Trump, idea that did Democrats Trump are not for voter ID. election in 2020? Real quick. Can you answer the question? Did Donald Trump lose the election in 2020? I'm questions. I'm not... Don't is really this, feel a, is this an uncomfortable, an uncomfortable question for you? No, it's not. My question is, why are you in Washington, D.C. and not in Texas when your job is in Texas? Because you know it's inevitable that this bill is going to pass. Eventually, you're going to have to pay your hotel bill and go back to Texas, and Governor Abbott will declare a special session. So you're being used by national Democrats to try to pass H.R. 1 to federalize elections, which you as a Harvard grad should know better because the Constitution puts that in the hands of state legislators who are supposed to be in their state, and you happen to be in Washington, D.C. I, so I don't understand I how earlier, you square that circle. I, I can answer. So based on the, the, the oath that I took for this office, mm-hmm. I have to uphold the Constitution. The I have to uphold flee. our democratic system. And I, as a Texas Democrat, I'll tell you this, we lose a lot on the floor of the Texas House. Uh, we lose votes on abortion and guns and, and immigration. Are you going to flee that's, the state? Why is this number one? Is this the biggest? democracy is supposed to work. All right. The reason we're this not, is we're, different, we're going back. The reason this is different is that they're trying to rig the rules of the game. Oh, we can debate rig issues. the rules of the game. We can I debate see. issues, Asking but we cannot. To prove who they are. Real quick, I'm going to end with this. democracy itself. Your, your party's been obsessed with COVID standards, yet, yet the CDC and the White House says we need to wear one on a plane. Why didn't you guys? So all of us are fully vaccinated. They got on okay. a plane without a mask. Per got, if you're fully guidance, vaccinated, can I get on a plane then? Got all it. we're trying okay, to do good. is follow hey, as science. As long as I know that you support that, you. if you're fully vaccinated, you get on a plane. That we seems like a good official our position. Constituents, unlike yep, our home state senator well. who fled our state, serving not well. to serve constituents. James Tallarico, enjoy your time in Washington D.C. Look forward to seeing you back in Texas, maybe in weeks, maybe in months. We'll see. Wasn't that just childish? Yeah. I'm horrible at interviewing people. I'll I'll be the first one to say I'm horrible at interviewing people. But you should show a certain amount of respect to someone who comes on your Mm -hmm. show, especially if you're Fox and the guest is a Democrat, because you know he knows he's in hostile territory. Your audience is going to be sympathetic to your point of view anyway. So there's no need to, you know, badger and Mm -hmm. interrupt and... I like how he got uh, flustered and said, uh, I'm the one answering questions. No, no, you meant to say you're the one asking <laughs> questions is what you meant to say. 
in your little hissy fit. <sighs> uh, before we get to what does uh, Kevin think, I thought I would just mention that uh, apparently none of us in Edmonton have bought a sprinkler in the last three years because there is a sprinkler shortage in Edmonton. It, it just arrived. It just arrived? At the door. I don't know why we didn't hear the doorbell Excellent. Here, uh, yeah. My little blue light on my phone was flashing, so that must have been the notification, yeah, right? Was... Uh, did he ring the doorbell? Yeah. Oh, it's funny the doorbell didn't go off. I just said that. Wait a minute. Did I plug that back in when I moved everything to that? <laughs> you know, I might Probably not. Probably not, yeah. Is it plugged in down there by you? What, is it? what does it look like? A little white box. I don't see a white box. Oh, you know what? I I think I forgot to plug the doorbell back in. I'll have hmm. to do that after we finish recording yeah. this. Hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, you can't find a sprinkler anywhere, so I ended up getting one on Amazon, mm-hmm. which, you know, I almost now knowing what Kevin is about to talk about, probably shouldn't have mentioned I got it on Amazon, but mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> and, and I guess the other thing we're having trouble finding is uh, you've turned our backyard into some kind of summer wonderland <laughs> uh, that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done an exceptional job. Um, you've hung little solar lights from all the trees and on the house, and and at night it just sparkles. It's, it's magical. It is. It's beautiful. I'm looking forward to having a fire pit and it's having like a, our. It's like a secret garden. Uh, yeah, I, I I want our guests to to realize at sunset that mm-hmm. that they're in a magical yep. garden. Car- I've, Caroland. I've, I've hired the the weed people. They came yesterday. Yeah, you've bought plants. Um, so that's why we were at Home Depot. Uh, now I just need to start watering the grass. Very well, thirsty. Very you've done thirsty. a wonderful job. Well, thank you. Uh, however, like most products these days, uh, the goddamn lights don't work reliably. Like That would be so annoying to me because when I hang Christmas lights, you know me. Every time I go out of the house, I look up. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Like one of the bulbs is burnt out. Like up a ladder I go. Well, they're working. The, the two just, they happen to be sort of like we've got this little bay window in the kitchen. So they overhang. You know, the one side of it is a little bit north facing. So I think it just doesn't get enough, um, like, direct sunlight, direct light uh, to keep it fully charged. Because they turn on. They all turn on at sunset. They do. But okay. I, they, those two just don't last through the night. And I think they just don't get the full eight-hour charge. Well, you've done day. a wonderful job. So I'll just have to, like, rotate them and, like, whatnot. Uh, now, here's just another, uh, you know, we've got so much material I... There's no need to pad it with more stories. So much. Well, we could save it for next week. Well, it just happened, and I hate to, you know. Yeah, we could save it, though. Well, now that I've said it, people are going to be, what's the story? <sighs> it's not a big story. It's Well, then let's do it. So we No, but bo- you'll make it a big no, story. No, I won't. You'll make it into like a 10-minute no. oration. Well, you blew a minute of my time right there. <laughs> oration. Um, anyways, that was my nickname in high school. Mm-hmm. The orator, they called me. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody called me that. We we're taking our first trip in two years mm-hmm. in November. We're going we're going to go back to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Been excited, Vegas baby, going to Vegas baby. So it's harder and harder to find a smoking room in Vegas these days. Mm-hmm. They've during COVID quietly gotten rid of most of their smoking rooms. Uh, we wanted to stay at Caesar's Palace, and this is one of these uh, one of these situations where terminology becomes really important. Mm. It's like in Mexico, we learned years ago that ocean view and ocean front are two different things. You get a room that's ocean view, and then the first thing you do when you get in the room is phone the front desk and say, I can't see the ocean. They go, well, lean o- over the yeah, balcony. lean over, crank your head. You yeah, know, but something. that's what they mean by ocean yeah. view. Mm-hmm. You know, given the right angle, you can see the ocean. But ocean front is what you want if you want a clear view of the ocean. So apparently this is very similar in Las Vegas these days. We could not get a smoking room in the Caesars Palace, so I, I actually phoned them. 
and was on hold forever. I think they have one person working. And she said, well, the, the entire property is non-smoking now. And I, I said, the entire property? And she was like, yeah, all rooms and the casino, which we just found mind-blowing yeah, that Caesars that's... Palace would do that. Because I know the majority of people don't smoke, but the majority of people who go to Vegas do. So it's like, well, that's weird. But then we discovered on Caesars Pal- Caesar Palace's website that they do have some smoking rooms. And okay, so... Did I phone them back again, I think? You did phone, because I found... Oh, well, no. Uh, some mm, Caesars Palace got a hold of you on Twitter. Oh, that's what it was. And they and, yes. and they clarified that, yes. no, that's not wrong. Casino is still yeah, smoking. That's right. All standard rooms, non-smoking, but certain suites, you can smoke it. N- no, they didn't use the word certain. That's, that's Well, they the, said the suites are that, smoking optional, yeah. which is... Uh, okay, what does that mean? Uh, apparently a new term. So... Yeah. You're right. I tweeted, oh, my God, Caesars Palace, did you go non-smoking? And no, no, as you just said. No, you can smoke in the casino. You can't smoke in the in the rooms. But but suites are, they didn't say some. They said suites are smoking optional. Oh, okay. So we tried to book a suite, or in fact, I did book a suite on Expedia and then get the confirmation, and it clearly says non-smoking. So I phone Expedia, and they're like, well, we don't have any smoking rooms you know, list it. I'm like, okay, well, I don't understand. Like I've got Caesar's Palace social media saying that smoking optional, which mm-hmm. is a weird term. Mm-hmm. So we canceled that reservation and we tried again. This time we went on Caesar's Palace website and we tried to find a room that was smoking, uh, a suite it had to be because we we determined now that standard rooms are all non-smoking. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a suite, right? Um, but again, could not find a suite available that was smoking, but we saw that there were smoking suites. They're just all booked up. So, all right. And then we went on Caesar's Rewards site, or you did. No, I actually found that room on their website. I did find that room on the website, but I was like, well, why is it more expensive now? Because I had seen it before. Okay. Told you about the suite. That's when you went on Expedia. Right. And just thought any suite It had to be a mini suite. It had to be a certain tower, uh, because they named their tower. So it had to be a suite in a certain tower. So then- And you just booked the wrong tower. Right. So I had seen this. Right. Now, I phoned Caesars and clarified uh, that these smoking suites are available, that they exist, not that they're available, that they exist. But after 45 minutes on the phone with the woman who Mm -hmm. answered, she told me that there simply weren't any available. So in, in any of three weeks that we picked, there's no smoking rooms available and- then I said, well, what what does smoking optional mean? Because it says that all suites are smoking optional, to which she explained, no, in a smoking suite, you have the option to smoke. Like, what the, what are you talking about? Like, it, ocean view, ocean front. So it still has to be a designated smoking room, mm-hmm. but you're not obligated to smoke, I guess is what they're saying. I'm not sure why you would book that if you didn't smoke. That makes absolutely no sense. None whatsoever. So at the end of the day, we couldn't book a suite that was smoking. And, and, you know, part of the Vegas experience is having a few drinks in our room at the end of the night and having a smoke, right? So we're now searching for other hotels to stay in when you say, wait a second, on the rewards, Caesars Rewards site, the room's available. Like, what What the fuck? Like, you would think Caesars Rewards site is run by Caesars. And yet Caesars said... The room wasn't available. So anyway, we booked the. I booked the room and get a confirmation in the mail, which says smoking. 
I then wait a day and phone Caesar's Palace and give them the reservation number and say, could you just confirm what kind of room I have? And they went, yeah, you're in a smoking mini suite. So I don't know, Caesar's Palace, you're pretty well known worldwide. I don't know why you would make booking a room so goddamn hard. Mm. I mean, and I don't know why your inventory at the front desk would not include the inventory. That's online. That's online. Yeah, it's with for your rewards hotel. program. Because it wasn't through Expedia or whatever. I was actually on the Caesars Las Vegas website where I saw the room. Yeah. But it was more expensive um, than on the Caesar Rewards app, which was confusing as well. Because it's like, okay, well, why? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. They need to get their shit together. I, I always say that businesses should routinely become their own customer. Mm. Managers at businesses should phone and try and yeah. make a room reservation. Go online, try and buy go, something. Go like online, try and book a flight or try and buy... Or try and navigate your website, yeah. see how easy it is to... yeah, And just see the, the, you know, the kind of confusion mm. that your website... There's a lot of website, like if you're just buying stuff, like not a trip or whatever, but just items. There's a lot of websites that are just difficult to navigate. Yeah. And if your website is one of the, no, I'm done with you. Like I'm not. I, I get so frustrated, honestly. And I, I put it down to age that I'm getting, you know, short tempered and impatient. But some, you're right. Like some websites just don't make sense. Yeah. They just don't navigate well. And it's like, mm, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fix your shit. Mm-hmm. Fix your shit. All right. Time to find out what does Kevin think. What does Kevin think is brought to you by Old McDonald's Resort. Family camping on the south shore of Buffalo Lake. Individual and group sites, grandma's kitchen, train rides, bike rentals, ice cream and coffee shops, playgrounds, a beautiful beach, fireworks at night, including the best July 1st fireworks show in Western Canada, and so much more. Check them out at oldmcdonalds.com. Make your summer reservation today and tell them you heard about it on Gross Misconduct. Now, when I'm on a website like Caesar's Palace website, Mm -hmm. I'm never sure what button to push. Mm. Uh, But when I'm talking to Kevin, I know exactly what button to push. Mm -hmm. So my question to Kevin this week was, is a guaranteed universal income a good idea? What does Kevin think? Is universal basic income a good idea? If you're going to ask a guy that grew up on a farm and then spent 24 years on a drilling rig and still to this day works seven days a week for several months out of the year, that question, here's the answer. Are you fucking kidding me? I can't fucking believe the stupidity of the politicians anymore. I can't fucking believe the stupidity of some people anymore i can't believe how fucking lazy the whole world has become they won't even leave their fucking house they go shopping anymore the mom and pop stores are dying because of jeff bezos fucking amazon bullshit i can't stand that fucking piece of shit but he's a billionaire so people look up to him because he's a fucking billionaire universal basic income is the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard in my entire life When I was growing up, I grew up in the 60s and 70s and in a small town and there was a couple of families that were on welfare and we all felt really bad for them and and we actually tried to help a few of them out over the years with, you know, jobs. They didn't want to be on welfare. They were probably, you know, ashamed to be on welfare. 
Now the whole fucking world thinks that the working man that's paying taxes and working his fucking ass off owes them a fucking living. Like, kiss my fucking ass. Get off your fucking ass. Get out and find a job and show up early and stay a little fucking late and show some fucking initiative and work your fucking ass off and get ahead. But universal basic income, I suspect, is probably coming anyway because of what's going on in the world. Sad, 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 but true. And that's what Kevin thinks. Well, as I say, I know what buttons to push. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, Kevin. <laughs> Don't hold back. A lot a lot of people would agree with Kevin's mm-hmm. uh, stand yep, on that. For sure. I, I will say this related to that, that uh, uh, somebody, uh, some troll on Twitter weeks or months ago went after me, tried to embarrass me, suggesting that, oh, you're enjoying your Serb while you sit on your fat ass mm-hmm. and you don't do, you know, comedy or whatever. I didn't reply. I don't tend to engage with trolls. I just block mm-hmm. them. But the answer is no. I'm not enjoying Serb no. at all. I want to be working. No. I want to be entertaining. When I want a whole to be traveling. industry has been shut down yeah. for a year and a half. Like, yeah, it like, do I want to take? Would have been great for you to be working for the last year and a yeah. half. Obviously, I, like, I fuck. do not want to take thirty years. I've invested thirty years in my career as a comedian. I don't want to throw it away for what thousand bucks a month or whatever the guarantee is. No, I want to be making that mm-hmm. a night doing shows. Yeah, people don't get it. Speaking of money, though, I do want to thank everybody who sent me the link, and quite a few of you did, including you, Carl. Yeah, I was the first one. You were the first mm-hmm. one. Uh, the City of Edmonton announcing uh, the 2021 Festival and Events COVID-19 Recovery Grant Program. Uh, it's to help festivals like ours get up and off the ground from mm-hmm. COVID. Yep. And uh, that money had not been available to us at the time when we normally would apply for our city grant. We would normally apply for... A CIP grant, that's what, uh, Community Initiatives Program. Mm -hmm. It has a maximum grant allowable of $25,000, keeping in mind that the festival costs about a quarter of a million to put on. But this year they changed it to, well, I think it was called a sustained grant, uh, which we did apply for and we got a little bit of money for. But now this grant, we've applied for it. Uh, We should hear within a couple of weeks. So it will certainly help us put Mm -hmm. on a festival in October. And not only that, but it will help us guarantee that there'll be a festival in 2022 Mm -hmm. Uh, because you know you have to make enough money every year to have money left over to start seeding the next festival it's always uh, an ongoing situation all right Uh, but speaking of comedy you know you've heard the expression laughter's the best medicine Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought you know this week we would just check that and and rather than ask joe to check it i thought i'd uh, check in with the doctor so we asked uh, dr tony uh, dr tony is Laughter, the best medicine? Welcome to the doctor's office. How can we help you today? So, is laughter really the best medicine? Humans have known for thousands of years that laughter really has medicinal properties. But it's only been lately that this has been proven. We know that laughter relaxes us, It relieves stress and anxiety, and it improves mood. Studies have shown that laughter does bring people together and promotes relationships, which creates a healing environment. We've heard that laughter is contagious. Yeah, this is so true, because when we're in a group, 
we are more likely to laugh than when we're alone. Sharing a good laugh brings us all together as we participate in the same bonding activity. Studies have also shown that laughter releases endorphins, which makes us feel good and reduces pain sensation. That same study showed that if we laugh in a group, our pain threshold or tolerance for pain went up more than if we laughed alone. So, here's looking forward to this year's comedy festival. After this shitty year, I think we all need a good laugh. All right, there you go. So, laughter apparently is the best medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to how smart is Carol, uh, I said that we'll you quickly run through the five parenting stories. So, the third one is the playground story. It happened right near our house here in Twilliger Town. Uh, years ago, of course, uh, when the kids were once again little, and they were up on the uh, jungle gym, yeah, and and this little kid had uh, built up a pile of sand at the top of the slide, and he wasn't letting any kids go down the slide. So one of the kids came out and told me, hey, this child will not let anyone go down the slide. So I went up there and said to him, okay, listen, the playground equipment is for everyone. You have to share it. Like, I started as a reasonable mm-hmm. parent, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, uh, you know, I can't remember his exact words, but it was something along the lines of, uh, I don't listen to you, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is a mistake to tell me that. <laughs> uh, and I said, uh, okay, and it's wrong. I believe the statute of limitations has run out, however, Joe, check this. Uh, I grabbed him by the shirt. Like, I grabbed him by the shirt and pulled him in close to me. And I said, well, you know what? You're going to fucking listen to me. And he exploded in tears, just exploded and left. Mm-hmm. So I went and sat back down with you, and I said, okay, that situation's resolved. And the kids went up and started playing in the jungle gym, at which point, uh, within a few minutes, we see uh, the university professor with the bike helmet <laughs> on his 15-speed making his way down the street mm-hmm. towards the playground. Oh, there's yeah. dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, here comes dad. So uh, he comes over, and he looks around, he sees us, and uh, he walks over. He goes, excuse me, did you have... Uh, an altercation with my child. And I said, well, I might've, if your child was the one not allowing other children to play on the play set. And he said, well, I understand you yelled at him and grabbed him. And I said, uh, yes, both those things are true. I admitted to it. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, he has ADD and we don't use that kind of violence in our home. And I said, well, you should fucking try it because I got his attention really fast. And he said, well, maybe this is a matter for the police. And I said, yeah, probably. He goes, well, I'm going to go call them. And I said, we'll be right here. And he went, all right. And he pedaled off down the street, <laughs> at which time I turned to you and went, let's go, let's go, get the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and we ran home and did not return to the park no. for about a year. Mm. So I hope he's doing well. <laughs> it's time for this. Find out uh, how smart is Carol. We have to first, of course, determine 
what your category is for this week. And for that, we spin the How Smart is Carol Wheel. The How Smart is Carol Wheel is brought to you by the best furnace and plumbing services in Edmonton, Todd's Mechanical, providing you with all of your plumbing and furnace needs. Edmontonians keep warm and dry with Todd's Mechanical. Call them at 780-499-7598 or find them online at toddsmech.com. And don't forget to like them on Facebook. Uh, okay, we need to spin the wheel to see what your category is. I have, uh, as always, added new categories to the wheel, so okay. could be something new. Let's uh, let's give it a try. There we go. As it spins, I'll just remind you that your money is at uh, $3.5 million. Okay. That's a lot of money. Oh, sure enough, there's a new category. Mm. Your category this week is Celebrities in Song Lyrics. And as always, I'm going to recommend that you bet it all, because I believe you can easily easily double your money to seven million easily mm. uh, in fact i almost didn't include this one because i'm like oh my god what a gift this one is but you know what you've had some hard ones lately <laughs> and uh i've been struggling yeah every now and then a girl needs a soft one mm. and that's the story i'm sticking to all right so if you've made your wager mm-hmm. i will now ask you your question in the category of celebrities in song lyrics okay in a song, Weird Al says, I know a guy who knows 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 him. Well, I hope you wagered it all. Did you? No. Nope. Well. You did not. Okay. And uh, you answered? Who's Kevin Bacon? Of course. And uh, you wagered? 1.5 million. 1.5 million. So you're at 5 million. Woo! Still a pretty good number. No question about it. Uh, Of course, it would be a bigger number had you followed your husband's advice. All right. And now before we get to the big blue folder, uh, we got to knock off one more story. Uh, We refer to all misbehaved children as Trevor. 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 And the reason we do is because of the swimming pool at the Hotel Blackfoot. Although I think at the time it was called the Blackfoot Inn. Mm. And they always put the comics in the worst rooms in the Blackfoot Inn. So typically the ones no one else wanted. Ground floor, window faces the pool. Kids are out there screaming at 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So you can't get any goddamn sleep. Uh, And that was the case on this morning. I'm in bed. I'm sound asleep. I'm woken up by a mother and a child. And the child, Trevor, has gone into the pool and is refusing to get out. And the mother is not in a bathing suit, so she can't go in the pool to get Trevor. So she's bargaining with Trevor instead. Mm. And it just went on and on. She's like, Trevor, get out of the pool, Trevor. And he's like, no. Like, just shit attitude. No. And she's like, Trevor, I'm going to count to three, and you'd better be out of the pool. No. And then she counts. One, two, three. Trevor, get out of the pool. No. And this goes on for the better part of like 10 or 15 minutes. And she she ups the threat. Trevor, if you don't get out of the pool, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to get your father down here. And, you know, I'm thinking to do what? Fucking count to 10? Like what? You know. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I don't care. And she's like, Trevor, I want you out of the pool. No. Finally, I couldn't take it anymore. We're 20 minutes into this goddamn ordeal. And I throw open the window, ground floor room, and I yell, Trevor. Get your fucking ass out of the pool. And Trevor walked across water. Like he just <laughs> zoomed out of the pool, like just and landed almost in his mother's arms. And then she could see me. I'm standing there in my underwear. 
And I said to her, that's how you fucking do it. Then I closed the window, went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time for the big blue folder. The Big Blue Folder is brought to you by Crystal Glass. You deserve to see the world clearly. Don't let cracks, chips, or other imperfections ruin the view. Crystal Glass is the clear choice for all residential glass replacement and repair. Visit crystalglass.ca. Boy, if we're not careful, this one's going to be a two-hour episode. Oh, yeah. Be careful. It's a little late for that. Okay, well, the the (sighs) donations better come goddamn rolling in. You spoil these people. 45 minutes. That's what I'm, uh, I've been telling you that from the beginning. 45 minute episodes. All right. You spoil them. A university in South Korea is testing a new type of commode that turns your waste into digital currency, or more simply put, (laughs) it pays you for your poop. It's called the BV toilet. And an engineering professor came up with it. It basically collects everyone's waste and turns it into methane and manure. Then the methane powers things in the building. Manure. Min- yeah. And the manure is used in a nearby garden. Each time a student uses the toilet, they get paid in a digital currency the professor created called jiguls, which means honey in Korean. Hmm. Uh, then they can use that honey to buy stuff on campus like coffee and snacks, which will help you poop, by the mm-hmm. way. You're losing money not to, literally. Uh, he says the point is to show how valuable our waste can be if we just think outside of the box. Okay. Mm. Mm. Good news for you and me. A new study out of Northwestern University found that drinking a lot of coffee lowers your COVID risk. Oh. Yeah. Researchers looked at the eating and drinking habits of 40,000 adults and people who averaged at least one cup of coffee a day had a 10% lower risk for COVID-19. It seems weird, but apparently coffee has been linked to a lower risk for pneumonia before as well. So it might be uh, for the same reasons, although we're not sure what the reasons are. People who ate a lot of vegetables also had a lower risk of developing COVID-19 symptoms. And people who ate processed meat Mm. had a slightly higher risk Mm. of contracting COVID. That's why they tell you to eat healthy. You are what you eat. Some household items you might be using incorrectly. Plungers. Those bell-shaped ones are for sinks and tubs only. Yeah. For toilets, you need the kind with the flange at the end yeah. that fits into the opening at the bottom of the bowl. Mm-hmm. Get one of those bellows plungers, they call them, uh, that look like an accordion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stainless steel pans. Okay. Uh, most people don't know you can season them like a skillet, so they're easier to clean. Just coat the inside with oil, then put it in a medium-high heat for a few minutes, let it cool down, and uh, dump the extra oil out, and you'll have seasoned the pan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Phone chargers, I learned this and uh, started doing it. Leaving your phone plugged in all night, as I do, yeah, uh, is really, really hard on the battery, because as oh. soon as the power dips, it starts to do what's called trickle charging. So it's actually better to charge it during the day and unplug it when it's done before you go to sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know, because I was, okay, okay yeah. I'm going to start doing that. The drawer under your oven. Mm. Uh, most people assume that it's for storing pans. It's actually not. It was designed to be a warming tray for food. I've heard that before, but I don't think it gets warm in our drawer. Joe, check that. Not our drawer, (laughs) but just in general. But I have heard that, yeah. Toilet paper rolls. Uh, Should the paper go over? Over. Or under? Over. 
Uh, illustrations over. from an 1891 patent of toilet paper shows it's going over the top, not under. So that was the original intention of the designers. It's also a little more sanitary since mm-hmm. the end Doesn't touch you'll anything. be using is kept away from the bathroom mm-hmm. wall. Mm-hmm. And that way your unwashed hands are less likely to touch the wall while reaching for more paper. Mm-hmm. Now, you remember when this pandemic began, we were all watching uh, Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. Tiger King. Tiger King, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he's still locked up, but it hasn't stopped him from finding love. He just launched a contest called Bachelor King on his uh, official website. Men interested in being Joe's next romance must be 18 and fill out an application. The top three winners will each receive a three-night, four-day, all-inclusive paid getaway with Joe once he's released from prison, which will be filmed for TV. He said, quote, I've been through hell these past three years, and I intend on making my new life something I have always dreamed of. I want to spend it with someone that can take a relationship serious uh, and be in love and enjoy the ride. His attorney feels positive that he will be released by the end of this year. Mm. Uh, So Joe is wasting no time in finding his next husband. Applications are being accepted now until September 25th, and the winners will be announced October 25th. Sick. A uh, 38-year-old uh, woman named uh, Johanna Gardell of Worcester, Massachusetts, uh, stole a truck on Tuesday morning, allegedly. Uh, the police caught up with her, but she wouldn't pull over, so the chase was on. Uh, Joanna started blowing through red lights, driving on the wrong side of the road into oncoming traffic. She crashed into several vehicles, but was still able to get away. The police called off their pursuit for safety reasons, as they will do in some cities. And at that point, uh, Joanna, realizing that she was no longer being pursued, uh, decided she was hungry. So <laughs> so she stopped at a drive-thru to get a breakfast sandwich. Now, the police weren't actively chasing her at this point, but they did happen to drive by and saw her vehicle in the drive-thru, which is hard to escape from. Mm-hmm. So they just put a cop at either end of the drive-thru and arrested her. Hmm. Yeah, she's now uh, facing a dozen charges, including failure to stop for police, leaving the scene of an accident with personal injury, assault and battery uh, by means of a dangerous weapon, malicious mischief to a motor vehicle, disturbing the peace and disorderly conduct. Hmm. I believe it's Worcester. Uh, Could be. Joe, check that. Heinz Canada just launched a petition on change.org. Uh, to force companies to sell hot dogs and buns in equal amounts. Mm. <laughs> hot dogs tend to come in 10 packs and buns usually come in eight packs. And they think the 10 should be the new standard for both. So for what it's worth, there is a reason behind the mismatch. Hot dog companies started selling them in 10 packs back in 1940, uh, just because it's a round number. But bun companies sold in eight packs because their standard baking pans would only fit four buns per row. Well, mm, most most packs of buns that I buy are 12. Okay, well. I get, mean, it's still... Get rid of the rest of this story. Doesn't, okay. <laughs> a 22-year-old DoorDash driver named Justin Gist. Justin Gist. That's a great name. It is. Uh, he was bringing someone their food last Wednesday in Arkansas, Jonesboro, Arkansas, and he got pulled over. Well, it turns out that Justin didn't have insurance or a valid driver's license. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. Uh, So he was arrested. Uh, Now, he still had the food that he hadn't delivered yet. Mm. So the good news is the people he was bringing the food to still got their food because the police stepped in and delivered the food. Uh, Jonesboro police posted a body cam footage of an officer showing up at their door 
with the food. Now, this is a, one of those feel-good stories, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the police show up at the door and like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. here's your... Mm-hmm. Well, you got to see the video of it, and the audio doesn't do it justice, so I didn't bother uh, ripping it. They're not happy to see the police. I don't know what's Ooh. going on in that apartment, <laughs> but the guy mm-hmm. opens the door and sees it's the cops and like, like doesn't close it all the way, but closes it to a crack. Yeah. Like, what do you want, right? And it, well, is, is you know, Joanne here, whoever the food's for? Mm-hmm. And Joanne won't come out. She's oh. like, ask them what they want. Like, okay, there's something going on there. A father and son were out fishing off the coast of North Carolina last week when another boat almost hit them. Uh, as it was going by, they realized no one was in the boat. It was a runaway boat. So they thought, well, maybe... There was a medical emergency or something, and they just couldn't see the individual. Mm-hmm. Perhaps he was laying on the deck. Yeah. So they started following the boat, and they caught up to it, pulled up next to it. And in what would typically be a scene in an action movie, the son jumped from one boat to the other, mm-hmm. got control of the boat, and brought it to a stop, mm-hmm. which is when they realized no one was on the boat. Now, at that point, the father and son think, well, wait a second. Somebody must have fallen off the boat. So now they retrace the steps of the boat using the two boats in tandem where they found a man fighting for his life in the water. Yeah, he was in the open ocean being dragged out. (sighs) They pulled him out of the water and saved his life. Holy crap. That guy's pretty lucky. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we let you go, and my goodness, we are almost at the two-hour mark. Uh, A couple of programming notes. We've mentioned at the start of season three, episode one, that things are going to get a little sketchy now in terms of our ability to be able to do a weekly podcast. And that's why I wanted to end season two and start season three, because it's going to be a little different than the others. Mm. So I am booking work now. I am going to be out of town uh, a lot over the next little while. And rather than give you uh, a less than quality product, um, you know, through Zoom or mm. or without my partner. What we're going to do is we're going to take weeks off when we're both unavailable to be mm-hmm. together. So mm-hmm. there will be times in which you'll have three weeks to catch up on previous episodes. Uh, and for those of you not in Edmonton, but who are listening to this podcast elsewhere, uh, let me run down very quickly where I'll be the next little while if you want to come out and take in a show. Uh, July 31st, I'll be at Good Times Comedy Club in Lethbridge. August 17th to 22, I'll be at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa. August 25th to 28th, Absolute Comedy in Kingston. August 31st to September 6th, Absolute Comedy in Toronto. On September 16th to 19th, I'll be at the Craft Island Comedy Festival in Calgary. October 9th, Hecklers in Victoria. October 13th to 15th, the Edmonton Comedy Festival. On the 16th, I'm going to leave you uh, and head on up to Prince George for Mm. a private show. And then uh, I have a show in Toronto, November 10th. So when we have weeks in which we're not able to record a podcast, we will, I don't want to put best of, best ofs up or Mm -hmm. filler. No, no. We'll just skip that week. And then when I return, like we'll pick it up where we left off. So I think that's going to end up being good news for our listeners because those of you who don't want this podcast to end, uh, I think this actually helps it not end because- I think if we sort of get in the habit of just doing it when we're able to do it and making it available to you when it's done, it could probably go on for quite some time. Could. Yeah. So We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It, I mean, it depends on three things. You have to stop spoiling these people, honestly. Well, it depends on three things. The listeners. You know, if we take three weeks off and have no listeners in, on the fourth week, then what's the point? Mm. The support from our listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a moneymaker for us, right? So- if that dries up, then, you know, eh, I'm like, whatever. 
And the third thing would be uh, you. Mm, yeah. So, you know. I got things coming up. So. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, all right. Who do we have to thank? Uh, this episode of Gross Misconduct was sponsored by Crystal Glass, Todd's Mechanical, Leading Edge Physiotherapy, South Central Dentistry, Old McDonald's Resort, albertamasks.com, and the Edmonton Comedy Festival. Meet Depressed sang You're a Dick, Heavy Hand sang Average Idiot, The Whack MCs performed COVID Idiot, Purple Planet provided the What Does Kevin Think music, we used the mail time clip from Blue's Clues, Look People, What the Fuck was sung by Sac Noel, Shut Up a Ya Face was sung by Jim Dolce. If you want to support this podcast, go to paypal.me slash gross misconduct or eTransferAndrew at andrewgross.com. Com. There you go. Now, to play us out this week, we have, because, you know, I'm pretty, uh, as the kids say, woke. Uh, we have Juvenile, Manny Fresh, and Mia X. Okay, I don't know. Uh, it, whatever it is, it's not right on the teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. The, now, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. There's no words there. To play us out. What does that mean? To play us out. I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! You're finna online date, yeah. Find a mate, yeah. Open up, be okay, yeah. It's okay, yeah. Profile picture looking tight, yeah. Nice, yeah. Got your bio reading right, yeah. Precise, yeah. But before you find a date, yeah, you gotta wait, yeah. Gotta go back to nature, yeah. Get it straight, yeah. Girl, you look good. Won't you fax that thing? I'm using a handsome young brother. Won't you fax that thing up? Dating in real life, you need to fax that thing up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to fax that thing up. Girl, you look good. Won't you fax that thing? I'm using a handsome young brother. Won't you fax that thing up? Dating in Real life, you need to vax that thing up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up. I know you can't stand it, no holding hands, chick. But when we get the shot, we gonna be romancing. Girl, you could be the queen at the quarantine. We could meet up at the spot and we could do the thing. Internet date chat, I'm your mate chat. Download the app, shorty, you ain't gotta wait chat. I love it when you hold me, ain't playing emoji. You could be the young hot thing, I'll be the OG. Girl, you look good, won't you vax that thing up? Use a handsome young brother, won't you vax that thing up? They in real life, you need to Vax that thing up, feeling freaky all night. You need to vax that thing up, girl. You look good, want to vax that thing up. Use a decent looking brother, want to vax that thing up. Had your full sleeve, need to vax that thing up. Heard immunity, want to vax that thing up. If you wanna get sticky and hot, go 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 a go get the shot. If you wanna smash some dude named Scott, go 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 a go get the shot. Go get the shot, go go get the shot. BLK says go get the shot. You wanna smash with Scott, smash smash with Scott. BLK says go get the shot This episode of Gross Misconduct was brought to you by Todd's Mechanical available 24 hours a day for your plumbing and furnace needs Say vax that thing up and receive $50 off your next bill Find them online at toddsmech.com or call them at 780-499-7598 And don't forget to like them on Facebook. All right, Carl, before I let you go, I said there was five parenting stories. I've done four. This fifth one. Seems like more. This fifth one, I know for a fact I've done on the podcast. I know I've told it on the radio as well. 
but I feel like the collection would be incomplete. Mm, okay. So here it is. When Madison was in junior high, I was home one day, as I often am. I work nights. I get a call from the junior high saying that she's absent. And was she homesick? And I said, no, she's not. And then I said, wait a second, is, and I said the name of her best friend, mm -hmm. is she absent as well? And whoever was calling me, the secretary said, yeah, actually she is. And I go, let me handle it. She had an app on her phone that told me where she was. Mm -hmm. uh, it was tell us this child find mm -hmm. in case your child got abducted. So I saw that she was at the food court of the Southgate Mall. <laughs> so I drive to the front doors of the food court of the Southgate Mall, and then I text Maddie. I'm like, hey, Maddie, how's school? And she texts back, Dad, I'm not allowed to text during school. I'm like, oh, yeah. So why are you doing it then? And she texts back, Dad, I'm going to get in trouble for texting. And I text back, that's not what you're going to get in trouble for. And then she doesn't text back for a minute. I said, get up off your ass walk out of that food court and get in my car. And out the two of them come from the food court door, Maddie looking panicky as hell. They both pile into the backseat of the car. Maddie starts explaining what happened. Well, you know what? Uh, here's, I'm, no, don't talk. Do not talk. I know you're really, don't talk. And I drove them over to the school. So we arrive at the school. And as we're pulling into the parking lot, Maddie says, school's over. Like school's done. I'm like, Told you not to talk. Get out of the car. I walk the two of them into the school. Down the hallway to the staff room, where I had hoped there was staff. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was fortunate to have picked a day in which they were having a staff meeting. Mm -hmm. So all of the staff were there. Teachers, principals, everybody was there. Looked through the door, saw them. Turned to the kids and said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to walk in that room, and each of you is going to apologize to that group. And here's what you're going to apologize for. You're going to apologize for wasting years of their lives, because you wasted years of training to become a teacher by not being in school today. And then you're going to apologize to them for hours of their time in putting together a lesson plan today that you didn't get. And they walked in. I walked in with them, said, I'm sorry to disrupt your meeting. Could I have a moment of your attention? They turned and looked, and I said, these girls have something to tell you. And each girl apologized for the things that I just said. And I've never forgotten this as a moment, not in parenting, but just in a connection between parent and teacher, because <laughs> I've always believed it's a joint effort mm -hmm. uh, to raise a child. No one said anything. Everyone was just staring in disbelief. And the girls are still standing there. And one teacher, who I knew who this teacher was because he was considered to be a cranky, old, should have retired years mm -hmm. ago teacher mm -hmm. that none of the students liked. And he stood up and did the slow clap. Mm -hmm. And then everyone in the room applauded. And then we left. And there was other punishment handed out as a mm -hmm. result of that. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you as one parent to the other parents out there, my child does not remember that day as the worst day of her life. My child does not feel that I humiliated her that day. My child tells that story as one of the things that she remembers from her childhood as being a terrific day. Children need rules. Mm -hmm. Children need to have consequences. And children need 
to know when they've made a mistake and own up to it. And that's, she did all of those things that day. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the perfect scenario. You did something wrong. You and I both know you did. You had to apologize for it. As I say, she thinks it's hilarious mm -hmm. now. She tells the story. Like anytime somebody goes, oh, my parents are, you know, she goes, that's nothing. Listen to this. <laughs> <sighs> All, All right. right. That's it. Okay, I gotta go. All right. We'll see you, everybody. Bye.